This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Maddie and Amy podcast. I've discovered like a new pet peeve for me. Oh no, what's irking you lately? Oh, it's really growing my gears. So basically uh, my mum's like best friend who lives in the country is staying with us in Melbourne for the week. Okay. Right? Which is fine. And she's like a lovely house guest. She um, often will buy us like snacks and bring them home. Good snacks as well. Yeah, good snacks. Like she brought um, hot cross buns this morning for us. Oh, that's a good Fresh snack. Fresh ones too. Mm. So like she's a lovely, you know, it's all good. Um, but where she lives, she doesn't like have Foxtel and which we have at our house. So we watch you know, everything from like the Kardashians, some teen mom. We love a bit of Married at First Sight. That's not on Foxtel, is it? That's not, but the other ones were. Okay. Um, but anyway, so as I was saying, um, so she's with us and now she's watching a lot of these shows for the first time. Mm. So she has lots of questions to do with it, which is fine. Like I get it. But um, before the show starts, I'll often go, by the way, this is what's happening. I'll be like, oh, Kim and Kanye are still together. And, you know, Chloe's over here doing that. Just because like, I just want to make sure she's, you know, in the loop. Yeah, okay. Like a nice person would do. But you know what she does now? And it just absolutely does my head in. She talks the whole way through the show. No, can't you just wait until the ad oh, breaks? You're telling me. I will like pause. I'll pause the show. Live pause it to be like, <laughs> what do you want now? What do you need to ask? These kinds of people grind my gears as well, I'll be honest. Whenever I'm watching, say, The Bachelorette yeah. when I used to watch it, I don't anymore. I'm, you know, like better than that now. You can improve though. <laughs> Bachelor Paradise is uh, coming up next week. Okay. <laughs> but I used to watch that and my dad would always come in and be like, this is trash, this is stupid. But then he'd walk to his room, pretend that he was walking to his room and linger in the hallway to still watch it, but comment, <gasps> keep commenting. Like those kinds of people. Dad, get out. Yeah, I know you love it, Dad. You really why loves it. You moved out of home, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to do that too. And I also really hope she's not listening as we speak. But yeah, <laughs> awful stuff to do. Amy, we have seen so many incredible shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival in the last couple of weeks, have we not? Yeah, you are correct. We've been to a lot, actually. Yes, we saw one in particular, Sarah Keyworth, and she was so funny. Um, there was a bit in her sketch where she actually brought up the difference between how a lesbian laughs versus how a straight girl laughs. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure your laugh gave it away. Yeah, and look, we even got picked out of the audience. She's like, yep, I know you're straight. <laughs> I didn't even realise it was a thing, but you are very correct. You and, like, our producer Lisa, lots of knee slapping, <laughs> really loud and obnoxious. Mine's like sweet and like cute giggling. Well, if you want to hear the chat with Sarah Keyworth, we're going to play it right now. She's from Nottingham. She's a very funny comedian. And this is what she had to say about that lesbian laugh versus a straight girl laugh. So it's the, the, the bit is about how I tried to be straight at university. And uh, I thought... I think it was more that I realised that lesbians have a real uh, aggressive laugh where it involves the entire body and the, sl- <laughs> no, the slapping of the leg. I actually do slap my leg every single time I have like a proper belly I laugh do it, moment. Yeah. Yeah. A proper, I go for it and then, I don't know, I think basically just gigging this much, I've realised that, I don't know what it is, I think there's a lot of, I don't want to generalise, but I think a lot of women are a bit self-conscious about the way that they laugh and so yeah. they keep it kind of cute and small so it's like a 
Yeah, I'm like a little giggle, like yes. a hair flip every now and then. <laughs> you want to be like, just let it out. I can't. Go for it. <laughs> now, a lot of your show follows um, the story of you actually being a nanny yes. and nannying two children back home. Mm-hmm. And basically, the show is about how the girl who you nanny helps you reflect on your own upbringing and sexuality and identity. Um, how did you kind of like decide to use these kids as as show material? This this show is the first hour show that I've ever written. And um, I wanted it to be something that I felt passionate enough about to write for a year. And I couldn't think of anything that I was passionate about. And then at the same time, I was coming home every day, having spent the day with these children, just full of anxiety and fear about the stuff that was going on with them, especially her. I just kept... And I'd get into bed with my girlfriend and be like, oh, this... She said this thing today, and she was worrying about that part of her body today. And then it just suddenly dawned on me that that was the thing that I was passionate about, was just mm. this this random small child <laughs> that's in my life. But I was just... And, like, I, I can't even begin to go into it in this show because it's such a complicated story, but I there was a time when they were in the process of quite a difficult move. They were moving house and everything was really complicated and their parents were trying to effectively build a house and have two jobs and do it. Mm. And there was probably about eight months where I was sort of their primary caregiver at the age of four and six i was a mother of two for eight months yeah very very strange a young mother of two yeah it's really it was it was actually quite bizarre and that was right after i'd started and so i was like i don't i don't know how this has happened to me yeah thrown right in the deep end children right now what do the kids think um of you talking about them in your show so they know they love it Oh, of yeah. course they would. They love They're it. Stars. They came to the Edinburgh Festival. They didn't. They haven't seen the show because I say filthy things. But um, <laughs> no, their parents have seen it and they love it. And so, because I talk about the way that girls lose their confidence and her specifically has is sort of dropping in confidence. And then they came. The parents came to see the show, and my girlfriend looked after the kids for the hour that I, they were in there. And I could hear them outside my room as I was closing it up. And I and I just had to say to the audience, I was like, by the way, those doors are going to open and she's going to be stood there like, the show is about me. <laughs> and I'm going to be like nudging her, like, look like your confidence is wavering for a second, please. Like, you're embarrassing me. But yeah, they love it. Maddie, I have seen this trend all over social media lately, right? And you may have heard it. It's called I was today years old when I learnt, mm-hmm. which basically means something that you've like just figured out. You know, just randomly about something you didn't have an idea on. Is it almost like an obvious thing that lots of people would generally know, but then you just figure it out? Yeah, sometimes it's like that. It just depends. But um, it got me thinking about things that I had just learned. Mm -hmm. Literally happened to me last night, Maddie. What happened? What did you learn? (laughs) So my family and I decided to have some roast chicken um, for dinner. We got it from our supermarket, so it's very easy, right? And we're eating it and, like, there's stuffing in the middle of a chicken. And literally I was today's years old when I learned that the stuffing doesn't come from the chicken. Like, someone actually puts the stuffing in there. Like, I literally thought that chickens produce eggs and stuffing. You're not serious, are you? (laughs) No, I'm being serious. I had zero clue. It is like, it's like crumbled up bread and then they put herbs and spices into it. Is it not? I don't know. Oh, now I don't know. Oh, gosh, we'll figure that out in a second. But, yeah, like I said, I literally thought they just had this stuffing inside them and then when we roast them, it just comes out. (laughs) What? So it's like it's guts. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it was like something, yeah, inside the chicken that like, you know, does it. It's, I don't know, like how are eggs made? That's why I thought how stuffing is made. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you're not going to believe what I figured out this week, actually. Why? You know the movie Madagascar? Yeah, of course. Like the kids, the kids film with the um, animals from the zoo. Yes. Well, I was today oh. years old when I realised that Madagascar is actually a real place. 
What? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What do you mean? You I, didn't... I watched it when I was a child, so I just thought it was like this magical place that like oh. all the animals lived and they made it made it up. But did you not ever like study geography in high school? Oh um, my God, that me. was my look. No, I know that you're about to bring up that I was the ducks of year 12. You were literally the smartest in your whole school and you were telling me. I didn't, that- stu- I didn't study geography. But like, wouldn't you just know? Oh my God, Maddie, you're an embarrassment. <laughs> Maddie, I was on the train a couple days ago. I'm just sitting there minding my own business and I'm pretty sure I was like just texting my sister, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing that adventurous. I'm sitting there texting her, whatever it is. And then a man behind me taps me on the shoulder. Oh, that's like, creepy. creepy. On a public train. <laughs> I know. And I had headphones in. I couldn't hear what he was saying. Nah. So I take my headphones out. I'm like, oh, sorry, what were you saying? And he's like, oh, my gosh, you type so fast. <laughs> and I'm like, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just texting. I have two thumbs. I'll use them accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing it. And he goes, just, how did you do that? Do you practice? And I'm like, I mean, like, I just Every text. day, yeah. every hour, every second, Amy, you can't yeah. get rid of your phone. I'm obsessed. I'm addicted. We know this. But he was like, <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. I can only use one finger. And he was like, demonstrate like the one finger technique. Oh my God, that is such a parent thing. My mom and my dad do it. I know. But like after the conversation, I'm like, we are such millennials. For someone to actually pull me aside and say, you can text so fast has made me really figure out I'm 100% in that millennial category. I tell you when I knew I was a millennial, when I actually had thumb cramps from texting so much. I get them all the time. They hurt. They really hurt. Did you actually know that your pinky finger, if you text um, too much, Mm -hmm. it actually bends away because your phone's Um, holding it? Yep, I've got the little indentation on my right. Finger Say, so do I. <laughs> oh my God, we're the worst. But like other things that make me feel like a millennial is when I always wake up, I check social media. It's the first thing I do. That is so toxic. I know, like I grab my phone, I'm like, what's happening on Insta, Twitter? No Facebook. wonder you have deformed fingers. I know, You're on your phone too much. I know, poor me. Did you do anything <laughs> else as a bit millennial? Um, You know, I actually feel like a millennial when I teach customers how to connect their Bluetooth headphones to their phones because oh. they don't know how to do it. You're right. Mum yeah. struggles with it all the time. I'm worried about her getting like, like wireless headphones because we'll be always having to like yeah. help her out. I think another thing that makes people millennials, I reckon it's because like they're really conscious of their carbon footprint and the environment. Mm. Like for example, I will always take a six minute shower at most. Isn't it meant to be three minutes Yeah, though? but I need to wash my hair. I've got long thick hair. I need mm. an extra three. Six How? is pretty good. <laughs> That's double the recommended like, amount, Amy. Well, like someone like my sister who um, she takes, I don't know, like a 12 minute shower. That's disgusting. Right? So <laughs> that is, it's wasteful. I just, yeah, trying to help out a little bit. Tell you what makes me feel like a millennial. What? Um, when I avoid people's phone calls because oh. I just want to text, I just want to communicate via Instagram DMs or Facebook Messenger. I do not like phone calls. Do not call me ever unannounced, unconfirmed. I don't want a bar of it. Yeah, because you avoid my phone calls all day long. What if there's an emergency? You won't know. What What has to be that important that you need to tell me? Um, like my Instagram photo. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Maddie and Amy on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.